everybody. Welcome to uh, Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. It's Wednesday, I think today's the 12th, and I'm glad that you're uh, joining me live, or maybe you're um, watching this broadcast later on, or maybe you're listening to the podcast later on. I'm just super thankful that you're uh, joining me today. I can see that there's a number of you already jumping on and watching live, and I'm, I'm grateful uh, for that. Uh, for those of you that are new, a lot of people have asked, uh, because they're, they're watching this, some of you are watching this literally all over the United States, and some, uh, there are some of you that view this literally in other countries, and you don't really know who I am. Uh, my name is Rick Countryman, and I'm a pastor at Big Valley Grace Community Church in Modesto, California. I've been in ministry for uh, over 35 years, and this is just kind of a, um, I don't want to say it's a hobby of mine, this here's the deal with Rick Country, but it is something that I enjoy doing. I love getting emails from people, texts, phone calls, and basically you're the ones that are telling me which topics I'm, uh, you know, you'd like me to talk about. And um, so if you have a topic or you have something, let me know. You can text me. You can email me at rickc at bbg.org. You can leave a message uh, on the podcast or the broadcast. And I'd love, to, um, I'd love to answer any questions that you might have. So here's what I'm going to do uh, today. Uh, I was, uh, I, I was, I'm getting ready for an interview I'm going to do. There's this group that's going to interview me, and I'm going to. They ask, the question they've asked me is, what are some of the things that the church is facing today, in your opinion? The big, the big things that the church is facing, and I've been giving that some thought. And uh, though none of you have asked that question, uh, I, I am going to answer it because I've been thinking about it, and it could be you might want to add something to it. You may want to leave me a message saying, hey, I think this is something that the church is facing, and I'd love to hear from, from you also and gather some feedback from you. But before I begin, I just want to say that uh, yesterday in Stockton, a Stockton police officer was killed, and it just breaks my heart. Uh, my son-in-law, uh, Brandon, is a Modesto police officer, SWAT officer, and I pray for him often. Pray for his safety. Pray that God would give him great wisdom as he goes about his job. And anytime a police officer is killed in the line of duty, it's heartbreaking for me. And to be honest, I get a little bit nervous and scared for my son-in-law and some of the other police officers I know, and I know quite a few of them, especially here in my town. And so please keep uh, Officer in. Uh, in your prayers, his family, in, in your prayers, and man, it's just a horrible situation in Stockton. But, so, here's what I want to do today. <clears throat> As I said, I want to talk about some of the issues I think that the church is facing, big issues that the church is facing today. You know, obviously, you know, different years, different decades uh, bring new challenges to the church. And so, <clears throat> today I'm going to share with you a few of them. And the first one really to me is the big one, and that is biblical illiteracy. And when I say the, the, the church, I'm talking about people, you and I, the, the called out ones, the ecclesia. 
I think that the biggest thing the church needs to deal with is that it's it's members, those that are a part of the family of God, those that have given their lives over to Jesus Christ, have become followers of Jesus. They're just biblically illiterate. They, they really don't know much about the Bible. And they've given their life to Christ, and, and, and it seems to have somewhat ended at that point. Too many believers, they can't even, you know, tell you the basics of the, the Scriptures. They, they, they can't tell you anything about Genesis or Exodus or Leviticus or Numbers or Deuteronomy or you know, any of the 39 books in the Old Testament. They, can't, they can't, can't articulate anything. And then certainly when you get to the New Testament, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, all the way through Revelation, the 27 books of the New Testament, they can't articulate anything there either. And so when you don't know what the Bible teaches, it's, it's really easy to get goofed up, and it's really easy to begin to believe things that just aren't true. Um, and so I would say that the number one thing that the church has to deal with is the lack of biblical truth that the average Christian you know, comprehends. And they may go to sermons, they may go to the weekend sermons, they may go to Bible studies, they may go to men's and women's, you know, Bible studies and all that kind of stuff, but they really don't have a basic understanding of, of God and His Word. And that's a, that's a, a, a tragic, you know, it's just tragic that God's people wouldn't understand God's Word. And uh, today, you know, you can listen to great preachers, and, and I do think this is one of the problems. So somebody will come to my church on a Sunday morning, and they'll listen to my sermon. And I believe that God gives me the, the you know, the message that He wants the people of my church, Big Valley Grace, to hear and receive, and chew on and bounce around in their mind and apply to their lives and all those kinds of things. And so they come and they, they hear a message from me and literally by the time they get home uh, they've already put on a podcast of their favorite preacher, you know, David Jeremiah or Dr. MacArthur or, or J. Vernon McGee or whoever all the great preachers are and there's nothing wrong with listening to those sermons. The problem is, is that you just spent 45 minutes listening to your preacher preach a message, and before you've even had time to really dwell on it, think about it, consume it, uh, meditate on it, and, and say, man, I, here's how I'm going to apply this to my... You're already listening to another message. And before the week's over, you, you've listened to six more messages, or a lot of Christians have. And so they're just getting all this knowledge... But they're not going, man, how does this work in, in my life? And they're not retaining the, the knowledge. And I'm not saying that's true for everybody, but I know it's true for a lot of people. So the first thing I would say is, is that there's this theological free-for-all happening. And, and there's all these people out there on Facebook and you know podcasts and whatever, and they're all telling you stuff. 
And you need to be a student of the Word. You need to read it and study it and memorize it and meditate on it and live it out and talk about it. And so, number one, without a doubt to me, that the church faces today is biblical illiteracy. The second thing I'll say is this, is I think that there's a lack of focus uh, within the church. And I'm talking about people, you and me. As I kind of think about things, you know, every day, you know, every week, every month, there seems to be something new that the church is focusing on or is fighting or, or, or the church is facing. It, uh, recently, the coronavirus, right, man? Everybody in the church was talking about the coronavirus. And, and, and then it was, well, should the church stay open or should the church close down? And then it was, well, should we wear a mask or, or shouldn't we wear a mask? Or, you know, should, should I get the vaccination or maybe I should, should get the vaccination? And, you know, how long are the gatherings? They're too long, they're too short. Uh, we got to deal with gay marriage and transgenderism and there's just all these things that the church is facing and what that does is it loses focus it loses focus on the gospel it loses focus on its primary task and one of the things that I'm proud of about our church is yes there have been all these issues that have faced you know, that we faced over this last year. I'm just going to say this last year. And in our gatherings and our services, we, we've dialogued about them for a minute or two, but we got back to the Scriptures. We got back to saying, take your Bible and open it up to, and we, you know, continued on teaching the Word of God. And we didn't get distracted by all the stuff that's, that's out there. And, and, you know, I'll sit down with anybody and talk about masks and whether you ought to wear a mask or whether you shouldn't wear a mask or, you know, whether you ought to be vaccinated or not or should the church have stayed open, should it have closed. Those are all great conversations to have, but they're so secondary to God's mandate for us. And I think one of the reasons why a lot of churches or a lot of Christians in churches get all out of focus is because they're biblically illiterate and they're allowing whatever it is that's you know facing the church to become the biggest thing instead of saying you know what I'm gonna trust the leaders of our church and I'm gonna stick here I'm gonna I, I just want to continue to focus on learning what God's Word has uh, for for me so those would be two I'll give you another one and maybe you haven't thought about this one but uh, atheists are becoming way, way, way more strategic. Um, my wife and I were sitting in, uh, in our little family room and we were watching TV, or I don't remember what day it was, but all of a sudden this ad came on, and it was, um, it was President Reagan's son, I think Ron Reagan, and it was a whole ad on being an atheist. And at the very end, I think his line was, I'm an atheist and I'm not afraid of spending my eternity in hell. And it was just so brazen. It, was, it, it, it kind of took me by surprise. It took my wife by surprise. And as you look at our culture, I can see that atheists are becoming way more vocal 
way more strategic. And I think that is something that the church, that we as believers, have to pay, pay really close attention to. I'll give you another one. And that is there's way too many pulpits out there that are filled with politics. And you might be thinking to yourself, hey, wait a minute, didn't you run for mayor? Yeah, I did run for mayor. I think that we need to have good Christian people, whether they're pastors or not, in politics. Good Christian people, whether they're pastors or not, need to be you know, strategically placed in all areas of our, our life, our culture. And I did run for mayor. But not one time did I ever get to the pulpit and talk about it. Not once. There wasn't one moment where I got to the pulpit and started talking about politics. I didn't do it. I didn't. Now, a lot of people may have called me up. A lot of people met with me. A lot of people helped out with the campaign. But I kept politics out of the pulpit. And what I kept in the pulpit, or what we kept in the pulpit, was the clear teaching of the Word of God. We didn't get into the, you know, politics that are out there. And, and I think that that is something that is not good for the church. I think Christians need to vote. I think Christians need to be involved in politics. But I think you have to be very careful uh, when all of a sudden, you know, the pulpit is filled with nothing but politics. Uh, I'll give you a, a couple more here, okay? Um, I think that the divorce rate in the church is just is super critical. Uh, the world looks at it and sees two people who believe in Jesus Christ apparently and, and, and they divorce and, and in some cases Christians have one, two, multiple divorces. And I think that the divorce rate in our country amongst believers, amongst Christians, is something that's very troubling. And I think it's an issue that the church has to, has to come to grips with, has to dialogue about, and has to figure out to, 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 to some degree. Uh, another one is the lack of joy that I see and read about in a believer's life. I have a number of Facebook, you know, people that I track and watch from our church, other churches that I know are Christians, Twitter accounts. I mean, you got all these these places where believers get to share things, right? And it just seems like the overwhelming majority of the posts and stuff that is out there on social media from believers is so negative. It's it's. It's, um, they're at war with you know whoever and this person and a policy and, and whatever and, and you just get the sense that Christians just have no joy in, in their lives and we ought to be the most joy filled people on the planet when the lost look at Christians when they, they, they ought to see people that are just full of joy and it's concerning to me that it seems like there's a lack of joy in our, in, in, in you know, the, the, the church, if you will. And then last but not least, I'll just say social media overload. You know, when you think about Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and TikTok and all those kinds of things, 
I think one of the things that the average American Christian, the church, remember, that's the church, has to deal with is our social media consumption. And what is it are we looking at? What is it are we reading? It could be the news. And you, you, you look at all the, the, the news that's out there on cable and all the different places. And man, it seems like there's an overload of that in people's lives. And I do think that the church, remember, when I say the church, I'm talking about you if you're a Christian. We're the church. We're the called out ones. I think we've got to take a hard look at, at our social media input. So I'm going to go back over these real quick, just re real quick. Things that I see that are happening in the church with believers. One is a biblical illiteracy. There's too many believers who don't know the basics of the scripture. Uh, there, there's a lack of focus on what really matters. I, I think this, the enemy has got us all goofed up, chasing our tails over things that are interesting to talk about, but in the end, they're not central to the gospel. And there's, there's a lack of focus. Atheists are becoming way, way, way more strategic, and we've got to be aware of that. Uh, politics in the pulpit. Man, I, I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing way too many preachers out there, and it seems like all they're talking about are po political things and instead of the gospel. Uh, the divorce rate amongst believers. I think that's something critical that the church is facing that has to be addressed. And, and then our social media overload. Those are some of the things. It's not a comprehensive list, but I do think those are some of the things that the church is facing that we gotta, we got to dialogue about and kind of figure out. I'd love to know what you think. Maybe you think there are some other things that, man, are facing the church that we, we ought to you know, talk about or dialogue about or at least kind of chew, you know, you know, kind of rattle around in our brains and try to figure out how we get better at it. I'd love to know. You can email me. You can text me. You can leave a note on the Facebook page or whatever. Just get me the information. Hey, listen, care about you guys a lot. Thank you for watching. Make sure you hit, hit the share button and share this with as many people as you can, okay? Blessings, everybody. Bye.